What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA Show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older, 18 and older in D.C., and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. Arby's better not catch you slacking on snacking with their new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps. And your choice of ranch, barbecue, honey, mustard, and a bonus flavor called Incredible Value. You can't taste it, but boy, is it sweet. Arby's two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of Weekends. I'm your host, Big Waz, a.k.a. Wozney Lambray, and I'm joined by my brother, man, straight from the beach in the sands of Mexico, Adam Mares of DNVR Sports. was popping, boy? Uh, my ears, unfortunately, but yeah, man, oh, I'm man. back. I'm back from vacation and uh, watching my nugs roll right now. I love it. Was that, was that, did you get that from surfing or were you just regular in the ocean scuba Man, diving? What were you doing? I should make up a cool story so it doesn't sound <laughs> lame right here. I should tell you, yeah, like, yeah, jet skiing or something. But no, just giving my kids, I got a five year old and a seven year old, and I was just giving them like swimming around the pool with them and stuff like that. Wow, this happened in the pool. It wasn't even the ocean. It wasn't even the ocean, bro. Well, man, I wanted to have you on today because I because you were probably my first guest of the season. This would have been October. And I like to give my guests some chance. Obviously, I'm, yeah. I plan to have you on all throughout the year, but I'm like, let's let it yes, breathe. Sir. We had that conversation. Let's do it. Let's check in with Adam because I had you on because, of course, I picked the Nuggets of Denver to go to the NBA Finals mm. this year and win the damn thing. And so I had you on earlier in the year, and we both agreed we thought Denver would be pretty damn good this year. They they stumbled a little bit out yeah. the blocks, definitely. But lo and behold, it is January 12th, Adam, and they're number one in the Western Conference, tied with the Memphis Grizzlies um, at 28 and 13, 8 and 2 in their last 10. They're 18 and 3 at home. I mean, they are just 21 and 9 in the conference. They are just rolling. One of the best offenses in the NBA, which could be expected. The defense has had their moments, ups and downs, but it's been trending in the right direction. Adam, where, where do you see things currently? as they sit for the Denver Nuggets. Oh man, I see things great. 
And, and it's funny because, I mean, they are rolling right now. But but this is how it's been, Waz. We do this every year, not just with the Nuggets, but with any team that has a guy coming back from in, uh, injury. You go, mm-hmm. you know what? It's going to be 20, 25 games. Yeah. You got to give them time. And then 10 yeah. games into that, it's like, what's wrong with them? Well, yeah. Why don't they look great? I, I fell victim to that with Murray. I was I was nervous. I was very nervous 10 games in. Of course. So was I. I'm telling you, I'm not saying this is you or me. It's like everybody, we fall into the same traps. We set what's going to happen. Then it happens. And then we act surprised by it. But And it wasn't just that. I'm gonna, I'll say one other thing that I think is under the radar a little bit. The Nuggets went on the road for training camp, on the road for preseason, and then we're mm. on the road for the first two months. Like their schedule mm. didn't have more than a two-game homestand until gotcha. December. So they were on the road for, you know, three, four months of real actual calendar time before their schedule kind of flattened and they got home for some extended homestands. And you combine that with the fact that Murray and Porter were coming back from injury. They caught COVID in the middle of November where they missed like half their lineup was out for two weeks with COVID. So you, you factor all those things in and yeah, the first 21 games or so they look good, not great, but good. And then this last 20 games, they look like the best team in the NBA. Hmm. You, you mentioned the offense. The offense has been unstoppable. They've gone up against some of the best defenses in the NBA. There's and no just, defense for what they do on offense. Light work. I'm sorry. One, 120, <laughs> one, 130. Light work. Every one of them. Memphis. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter who. And then... The Boston win. I, I yeah, was quite proud Boston. of. I was like, yeah, this is the team y'all would probably see in the finals if y'all made it. Yeah, I like this. And they've had that thing where, like, a good team will come into town. I mean, even the Clippers. I know the Clippers aren't a good team right now, but that was one of those games where oh. you could tell Denver was like, okay, we got to measure up. And yes. then the Clippers didn't match them at all. No. And then, and you watched that one and it became, you know, a joke. So, but the other side of it, you mentioned the defense. It's hard to read into these sample sizes, but mm-hmm. the Nuggets defense has actually been really good. I think it's fifth overall over the last 15 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you start chopping things up like this, you're going to see what you want to in the data, but of course, but you can, you can say, Oh, look at the offenses. Look right. at this. Look at that three point luck. You can yep. do whatever you want with yep. it. But for this group to spend 15 games in the top five in defense, that's, that's right. huge. Yep. That's exactly it. And it looks the part two is the, is, is the bigger thing. If it was just, okay, some guys missing shots here or there, but Denver has kind of demoralized teams. And then now you're getting the secondary factor where Denver's a tough place to play anyway because of the altitude. But this whole last week, every team has taken the Denver game off. Like Cleveland, Cleveland I don't understand this one. Donovan Mitchell scored <laughs> 71 points, had a night off, and then decided to take the Denver game off. No injuries, just, hey, I'm going to rest that one. You yeah. saw the Lakers do that. You saw Phoenix do that. Like Teams mm-hmm. now, I think, are starting to just chalk up an L. They yep. see Denver, and they just go, you know what? No, no thanks. Yeah, no, it's... It's incredible, honestly, to be to be watching. Last night, I'm watching them against Phoenix. Of course, a decrepit team. A lot of their guys are yeah. out. This is just barely an NBA team. But even still, these are professional guys. Denver makes offense look so damn easy. Yeah. And it's from all over the place. They got their, you know, the Boneses and the rest of the guys that like to get out in transition. Kenny loves to get out in transition. Yeah. Bruce Brown loves to get out in transition. They have that part of the game. They got Jokic grabbing goals, which isn't really transition, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. whatever the guy is. is. He's playing point guard off of the rebound, grabbing and going. And then in the offense, they can just dissect guys. Like, MPJ missed a a slew of wide-open threes last night. But I'm like, man, this offense is generating wide-open looks for one of the best shooters in the NBA. And it's just 
easy. It looks so easy on offense. And the other thing that I was thinking about and that, that I want to shoot to you because I think this is pivotal. All of the moves that they made in the offseason have panned out. And it's three moves. It's the Bruce Brown... not Well, the Bruce Brown signing was huge, yep. of course. He just... Put, like, from day one, that thing just started clicking right. easily. Half-court, defense. The way he shoots it with confidence from three, like, you would think this guy was a marksman his yeah. whole life. That thing has worked in a myriad of ways. They traded for Kenny, yeah. right? And at the same time, they traded Monty Morris, which meant that Bones Highland was going to have to step up in his role. Yeah. And all three of those bets have paid off yeah. in spades. Like, you watch the way, like... Catavius Caldwell Pope flies up and down the court, especially in the half court where his just movement. When I watch this guy just backdooring people to death, let alone coming off screens to do catch and shoots, and you know it, he just looks incredible in bones. The, the I mean I don't think this guy has ever wanted for confidence, but he's <laughs> playing with a confidence right now yeah. that is just wild. And all of that being said, Adam, I'm somebody who thinks they still need. Another point of attack guy, mm. defensively, uh, specifically, and I think, I think they could use as much as I, I love Bones. I think they could use a Conley type in there. Mm. I think they could use a steadier sort of hand that isn't Jokic, that isn't sort of Murray. What do you think about what they got right now and what they could use going forward? Well, first of all, to your point, man, I, I really think Calvin gets it, man. I've, I've been so impressed with him. Not yeah. just obviously yeah. you have to judge a guy on the moves, but even the way he explains the moves. You know, when you made these moves, you were looking at these are all defensive minded guys with the exception of Bruce, who has a really good wingspan, the guys they drafted and the guys they brought in are all long. They're, they're all mm -hmm. like above average for their position. And so, you know, with him, he's like, yo, we're not going to worry about offense at all. Like our offense is set for the next Shoot. decade, but we just have to put defenders and guys who fit the system. And that's the thing I didn't realize about Kenny Pope is that he's such a uh, willing player. Like a lot of times when you get a guy that can shoot, like if he doesn't touch the ball for a couple possessions, it's like, all right, we got to run a token thing for him. He didn't seem to care at all, man. That guy just fits in and he'll get three shots in a row and then he won't get any shots in a quarter. And he just doesn't seem like he minds that at all. And he's, and he's doing the stuff. I say this all the time that your boys and your family are not going to high five you for after the game. Sure. Like when he's getting skinny yeah. on a screen that's so being set that. on him on a freaking Steph Curry type or yeah. a myriad of guys are like that now, a Dame type or whoever. He, you don't get props for that. But Kenny, even when he's not touching the ball, he's doing those little things on defense and on offense. Yeah. Like, Cutting hard back door, you might not get the rock there, but right. it forces the defense to react and it might open up something for your your teammate. It's it's I'm I'm the biggest Kenny guy <laughs> in the league. I, I I really I knew this move was gonna work beautifully as soon yeah. as they do it because I watched him a ton here in L.A. with the Lakers when their team actually made sense. He was so beautiful as a role player, and he's just doing that endeavor. But sorry to interject. I'm just no. such a I'm just in the tank for Kenny. <laughs> I am too, man. Pope. I think all of Denver is too. And, and the thing that I love that you said was the the cut point because you're right that a cut like we all know Jokic will find you on a cut. But it really is that it's hard to get a guy to cut over and over and over again. And sometimes it's not the first one or the second one. It's the third one. And that's what not just him, but all the guys seem to be so bought in. Even Michael Porter. I got to give him a lot of credit. Even Michael Porter, who is 
you know, he's on a max contract, so he's got that. But I think sees himself as a superstar. This year has committed to playing like a role player. And maybe the superstar part will come in, in, in the weeks and months to come. I still think he has more to his game. But he's committed to just like, hey, if I have to cut to open up for the other guy, if I have to do two, three cuts in a row, as exhausting as it may be, like our offense is going to find the open man. And this is why I think like a lot of people have looked at Denver's three-point shooting, number one three-point shooting team in the league. They've got like five guys shooting career highs. And I think it's natural to say, okay, that's going to come down. That, that number is not going to stand. And maybe it won't. But I've always said I don't think it has to do with the openness of a shot as much as it does the rhythm of the shot. And Denver's rhythm right now is just so perfect that every guy is just moving in sync. And they've had this for 10-minute stretches. They've had it for two-game stretches. But they've had it now for like 10, 15 games where it just seems like all five guys know exactly what to do, where to be, and they're just working connected and in concert. And Kenny Pope, Bruce Brown, Michael Porter, those three guys weren't there last year. They're here, and they're all doing it. And it, and it just make, takes things to another level. Yeah, I, I, you know, I hear, while I hear you, and obviously because I know how locked in you are with this team, you watch that Dallas game where Luka, at the end of the game, is just straight up like, I'm finding Jokic and I'm attacking his ass. Even if I don't attack him directly, I'm going to attack the guy that he's supposed to hedge on. I'm, I, he's just like, because, but Luka, of course... He's a Harvard grad when it comes to attacking pick and roll defenses. Like he is, he is just the most studied and the most, he understands it the best. And he's an extreme ex- example. But I do think that against the best of the best, it's going to take more than Denver's guys knowing where to be and actually being there. It's going to have to be like defensive talent. You know what I mean? And th- that's where I get scared. And I know Golden State is going through what they're going through. But I think. In the playoffs, and I keep saying this over and over again, as much as they do that beautiful game stuff, Steve Kerr going to spam Steph Curry pick and rolls when he has to. He's yeah. going to keep jamming that button and running it and running it. And I wonder, do we think, because again, it, it bears repeating, they are the most unstoppable offense in the league. <laughs> right. There is no offense as good as theirs. There's no defense design that could stop it. Will that be enough and the collective defensive talent and will that's already in the building to play against the best in the playoffs. I mean, that game is an interesting one. Dorian Finney-Smith makes five threes in that game. Tim Mm -hmm. Hardaway goes six of eight. Guys still got to make shots. The guys still got to make shots. And it was a one-point game. So to me, that was one of those games where it's like, first of all, Dallas is good. I know there's a lot of talk of Luka doesn't have a second superstar or whatever. I kind of don't know that he needs one. I actually think that that's like we're we're misreading how to build around Luka when you complain about those things. But nonetheless... Like that, that was a game to me where it was early on right after that is about when we talk about this 50, I think it was about 15 games ago when that game happened. I think Denver does a good job against Dallas. And to your point, they ran really hot that game and Denver was one point shy of them. I feel like Denver's defense has actually showed that they can guard players like that. Mm. You know, Jokic out on an Island, the, the guys that worry me the most are not the Lucas of the world, the wings of the world. I, it's actually more the quicker guards because mm-hmm. even hunting Jokic, like, all right, Luka's going to get his, and if he wants to go at Jokic all the time, he's still going at a seven-footer. There's still, like, a lot of yeah, length that they can stack we're going to let you with. shoot that step back all day. That's fine. But can Jokic, if that's all of a sudden is, is Steph Curry, those, those, that's the one that's, where I start to think, yeah. like, that, that actually yeah. puts you in a real bind. So, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I think Denver's defense is a work in progress. There's no doubt about that. But they've actually got a lot of length. And I think when you look around the league and say, who's good defensively right now, the one thing they all have in common is they've got, like, four guys that are 6'9 or bigger. 
And Denver mm-hmm. right now is, is right there. They got Jamal Murray, who's 6'5", at point guard. Mm-hmm. They got Kenny Pope, who's 6'5". They got 6'11", small forward, 6'9", Aaron Gordon, who plays bigger than that, and then Jokic. So they, and then they've got off the bench, there's the, been the emergence of Zeke Naji, a third-year player. Zeke Naji is, is – I like his energy. Yeah. He plays with a, with a really high motor, which, again, I can't stress this to people that's listening. That shit ain't common in the NBA. It's <laughs> right. just not. It's really, yeah. And so it's cool to watch him play. Sorry to interject He's just again. long, though. I mean, he's 6'11 as well. You know, Jeff Green is really long and mobile. And I, I think that's a big part of it. If, if, when you go up against a Luka, do you just have a lot of length that you can throw at him so that he's constantly seeing arms and seeing bodies? And I think Denver has that enough against a team like that specifically. Tip off the NBA season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers get $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. I'm going to give you a great uh, bet for tonight. Golden State is at San Antonio. They are favored by eight and a half points. That's at minus 110. They got kind of embarrassed in Steph's first game back. I think they're going to get off the schneid and really beat the brakes off of San Antonio tonight. And so, yeah, there you go. Free free betting advice right there. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. FanDuel is also now live in Ohio. So make sure you get in on the action with great offers just for you now and throughout January. So don't miss your chance to get $150 in free bets with promo code RINGERNBA. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. 21 and over in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire in 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com backslash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 1-800-NEXTSTEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-88-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org backslash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit www.mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www. Dot 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two-for-five-dollar chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. 
Arby's two for five dollar chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. You know, I love talking to you about the Jokic conversation around yeah. the league. I don't know if you saw <laughs> Bill. You know, he, he's it. he's he's on the Jokic train big time. He he had me on the show, <laughs> and he thought that I might have been waffling. I'm like, no, I'm I'm completely in the tank. I'm I'm yeah. Jokic'd out, and and you know, Van was on it. I think Van is speaking yeah. to a contingent of people that exist, right? Both yeah. fans For sure and players. I believe players in the league, like peers who feel like Jokic sort of gets judged right. on a different curve than the rest of the players. They right. say that the same thing about Luka. They say the same thing about Giannis, quite frankly. You know, basically yeah. the foreign guys, yeah. you know, the, the overseas guys, the exotic guys. Where are you at with this conversation? Because we talked about something similar to this last year where it was just like, I mean, is it not obvious that Jokic is playing at an MVP level? Like, what are we even doing here? Where are you at this year, yeah. a year later, and it still being sort of a thing, uh, you know, as far as the conversation around Jokic Let's get into this, and what to me I think it's actually is pretty interesting. greatness. I don't know if you caught this a week ago or whenever Denver played Memphis. Mm -hmm. Steven Adams was asked about Jokic and his relationship with him, and he said, just so you guys know, us foreigners all talk shit about the American players behind their back. And he said it tongue in cheek. <laughs> and, he and, 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 and you know something? I, the feeling's mutual, right? Let's not kid ourselves. The American players all. Yeah, and this yeah, is yeah, a thing yeah, that yes, I think yes, is that like is the a unspoken thing that yes. everybody's like uncomfortable and they want to dance around. Like, why is this? Whenever you cover a player, you see all the criticism. Mm -hmm. So, like, I see people say, why doesn't anybody ever criticize Nicola's defense or this or that? And I'm thinking, like, all I do is wake up and read people criticizing Nicola's defense. So, but I'm also, like, entrenched in it, right? So, I think those criticisms yeah. are there. Mm -hmm. The MVP thing, and, and I thought the pod was good. You're, you're going to be surprised. You know, some of the stuff Ann Latham was saying, to me, I understand. I think we do a bad job historically in the NBA. It's one of the worst parts yeah. about it in that we write a dude's legacy before it ever happens. And then we project the present as if we know that legacy. And yep. right now, you know, talking about an MVP and Bill saying like, hey, this guy is the most fun. And this guy looks right now like he's as good as, you know, these greats that have gone on to have all these accomplishments. Nikola Jokic mm -hmm. hasn't, been, haven't, hasn't had a healthy team in the playoffs since he was, what, 24 years old? Like his legacy is ahead of him. It's not behind him. It's not, it hasn't happened mm -hmm. yet. It's right now. And I think for all yeah. the people like Van and, and mm. all the others who say like, hey, are we getting too far ahead of ourselves? I would say if the Nuggets don't find success this year, that conversation is fair. It's fair game. I don't think the conversation for anything that has happened up to this point yeah. is fair. Mm -hmm. So for me, I look at it and I go, whether you wanted to debate MVPs, 
you know, are we, exi- you know, how much is that about now? Or, hey, nope, LeBron should have won six or seven. I would say you're probably right. We've made this mistake for years trying to say, hey, what is this guy's legacy? We can't give him too much. And then they go on to have great careers. And it's like, oh, yeah, we should have given him six MVPs. But we got to we, we, we started thinking too far in, in the future. So for me, I look at Jokic and I go right now he projects talent wise as a regular season player and even as a playoff player so far to be an all time great. To be a top 20 player, the numbers bear it out. The success, the on-off stuff bears it out. But he does have to win. And if it doesn't happen this year, there have been excuses in the past. But if it doesn't happen this year, then I think it's all on the table. The thing is, I think it is going to come. I feel more confident than ever that I think that success is going to happen for him. So another thing that I just think doesn't get, and I think it's been more pronounced for me watching the NBA this year, it's just that being MVP caliber, and I get it. Right, oh, right, forgot right. won three straight MVPs back in the days. That meant blah, 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 blah. Right. And all of this team <laughs> success. I'm like, it's not enough to be an MVP level player. Right. Luka Doncic right. is playing at MVP level <laughs> right now. His team is barely 500, okay? I'm sorry. The league is just way better MVP level play in and of itself does not Mm. produce 50, 60 wins the way it used to. The league is just way better across the board. Again, just 10 years ago, that process Sixers team that was led by the (laughs) immortal Michael Carter Williams, bro. There is not a single, like, there's not a single team in the NBA that wouldn't wax that team nine out of 10 times they played them. Like, I'm talking about the worst of the worst. Houston would wax them, okay? San Antonio would wax that team. Like, we just don't have that kind of NBA anymore where it's just like, okay, well, if a guy is good enough to have dominated on a level that we've seen LeBron and Mike and Wilt and Kareem and all these people dominate in individual seasons and he's not good right. enough to take his team to the conference finals automatically. Right. He's a fraud. I just I just happen to not believe that. I just think that the league is so much better. And let's not so kid ourselves too, though. It's like part of what's better, happening here right? is like, two years ago especially. I think it's less so as we get away from the pandemic, get away from the bubble. But two years ago, nobody played. And by design, like that was like, some people are like, how can we give it to them? There's only three guys that mm. played the whole year. Even now you got teams like, usually you would have more competition with from mm. a, I don't know, maybe a Kawhi <laughs> or something like that. But teams have just gotten smarter, I guess smarter, put this in air quotes, smarter about, yeah. hey, more annoying. Yeah. 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 Lamer, whatever more you want to say about wrestling, dude. Yeah, sure. And so there's less competition of guys that are actually just showing up to play every single night. But I think here's the here's the thing for you and I don't MVP whatever he doesn't care so why am I going to care the thing I will say that I think he gets reduced a lot of times to oh he's this great passer right I I here's here's the thing he's one of the best mid range no, jump shooters that's of all craziness. time he's probably the best <laughs> floater zone shooter of all time like not, let's throw out what play guards or whatever I think he's the best floater like three to seven feet from right from that spot. Like, if people don't understand that you literally (laughs) can't stop this man from scoring with one guy, it's impossible. Like, it's impossible. Like, I've I've watched people in their head be like, well, fuck it. We're just going to let him shoot threes. Like, you can't let him shoot. And if you right. and sometimes you close out hard because he's wetting every single jump shot. His <laughs> yeah. big slow fat ass dribbles right Just like contextual, like, people keep trying to put this context to try to explain him. Here's another one. 
if you were to rank the best two-man games in the NBA, Jokic would be part of like four of them. Four, four of the top 15. And that that's his real value. Like when you talk MVP, a lot of people mm. are thinking like the one-on-one mm. battle. Like think of this. Jokic at Jamal Murray, deadly combo, can't be solved, unstoppable, can't be solved. Jokic, Aaron Gordon, kind of the same thing. Yep. Like, you, like same thing. Like you have to put yourself in a compromising position Pretty if you're nice. going to try yeah. to guard it. You switch, then Jokic's got a power forward on him or whatever. You know, you got Bones and Jokic right now have closed games and closed, you know, closed them really, really nice. KCP, Bruce Brown right now sets the screen for Jokic or Jokic sets the screen for it doesn't matter whoever has the ball it's deadly you can't stop it so that to me is is what people I don't think quite realize is it's not just passing it's not just like oh he's good in the post or elbows or whatever it's that every single way you break basketball down on on the offensive end he's he's 99.9th percentile at every single one of them (laughs) yeah yeah Every single part of it. I like this is look, the passing is what it is. Yeah, it's ben. you know, ben I want to shout out to yeah. my man from Thinking Basketball. A Ben. I'm I'm drawing a blank. Oh, sorry about that, Ben. Where he's where he was breaking down Jokic's passing is just like, guys, it's not right. yeah. this isn't just like, oh, he's a really good passer. Like, no, this guy, he is a genius level and, passer, <laughs> and you can't guard him with one guy. And, and the, the stats like, are funny too, is, because it's you'll see his stat line, it'll people. be 41 points, right? And then 10 rebounds, seven assists. And then the next night it's eleven points, eighteen assists. And that's all about how the team is guarding him. So this is why I say there's nothing you can do because you oh we're gonna force him to the left block. All right, he scores from the left block today. We're gonna force him to the right elbow. All right, he scores from the right elbow today. We're gonna double passes. We're gonna single score. So like every box yeah, score he don't. puts up is just a direct. You could almost without watching the game look at the box score and be like, oh, that was their defensive strategy. Okay, I see what happened. And, you know, my favorite part is, like, this guy doesn't yeah. even, he doesn't even monopolize the possessions, you know. Like, his usage rate has gone up as the season has gone up. But, like, it's, right. th- we're not talking about Russell Westbrook here. We're, that's, like, like, that's we're talking it, about, like, it's crazy. It's crazy, the production with the, that, that's the, the amount that he That's why I say he's, like, that collaborative. I mean, I know Steph used this, this term for himself, but it's the, kind of the same vein. And that it's not one-on-one. You get a high usage by being one-on-one. He's just a two-on-two player. So it's constantly spreading. His usage is always cut in half. It's just cut in half with the rest of the team. Two-man game with Bruce. Two-man game with KCP. Two-man game with Jamal. Yeah. And look, you know, if people want to give it to Embiid or Luka or whoever this year, I don't, I'm not going to begrudge them because those guys are playing incredible. Tatum is playing incredible. KD, before he went down, incredible. Like, I I wouldn't begrudge people for liking those candidacies more, but don't tell me this guy's disqualified because of things that happened in 2020. This is ridiculous. The guy, he's one of the best players in the league. I, I don't even know why we're doing this. But I just wanted to touch on that. And last but not least, man, I got to ask you because it's become a pet topic of mine. Mm. <laughs> when is Christian Brown going to get more really? run? Please. I, it's part of my <laughs> sick fascination with competent white American players, Adam. But when is Christian Brown going to get yeah. more run? I just, look, yeah. I like his size. I like his tenacity. You know, the same thing we said about Zeke Nagy. Like, this guy, he plays hard. He takes up a challenge every time he plays. And he could make a jumper. Obviously, he ain't going to be killing nobody off the dribble (laughs) or anything crazy like that. He's not the red rifle. 
he's not as versatile in how he can attack people. Of course, and I'm talking. Of course, I'm talking about Kevin Herter, another one of my favorite plays. But like, I'm impressed by Christian Brown. I'm a little with you. Bit I think he's a phenomenal defender. He's, he's six seven. Floor. Like sometimes you think, oh, maybe he's six five. They say he's six seven. No, he's. I'm six five. I always <laughs> measure these dudes when I'm standing next to them just to see if they're for real. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're six five. That, that was a good humble brag. I didn't realize we were going there with the six with the height. Uh, but I always try to measure these guys up to see if they're like lying about their height or whatever. But he's legitimate six seven. Like he's a big dude. I think his time will come. You mentioned Bones Highland. Here's the interesting thing about Calvin and about the Nuggets. Calvin has, I think, stated that, hey, there's going to be uncomfortable moves to come in the future. Like, when you're at this stage, you get a little uncomfortable in terms of, like, who you might have to trade away. And I look at a player like Bones, who's been really great and looks like a great, you know, future player, a great, a very good present offensive player, but a great future player. And I think, does Denver need offense? Do they need his offense? They might. Mm-hmm. He takes him to a whole other level. You saw last night he made five no. threes in a row. Just broke the game right open by himself. And he just has that kind of talent. I think open. he's a star in this league. But you look at that and you think, well, right now, if he's in a playoffs and he's going up against Luka, isn't Luka just finding him every single time? And, it, it, and like, that's a 100-pound 100, 100 weight difference, skill oh difference, you know? like Child abuse. <laughs> yeah. For real, though, I'm not even lying. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a big weight difference. So I look at Christian Brown and I go, so he's true. a playable oh piece goodness. right now. But he doesn't fit because Bruce Brown is there, who's for sure going to play, and Bones mm-hmm. Highland's there, who's for sure going to play. But I do wonder if Denver looks to move on from Bones to a team who's looking to the future and who maybe has more of a ball-handling three. A Joe Ingles type. I know he won't be the guy that's available. But to me, if you replaced a, a Bones with a, with a Joe Ingles type, you would have one less negative defender. Your offense isn't really – I mean, your offense is already so good you're not worried about it. And maybe that now slides Bruce Brown into the rotation as a guard, which is his natural spot, and makes Denver even better defensively, which is the real question they have to solve. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of having a younger team. That's the beauty of having a every year MVP level player in your building locked in for the foreseeable right. futures that they could play the playoffs this year. Let guys give guys the opportunity to fail or not fail. And then they, you know, approach the offseason with the mindset of, okay, how do we improve upon our weaknesses? So I'm not worried about that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad you, you like me, love Christian Brown. And MPJ, what what do we think about his season yeah. so far, man? Like, what, like you know, he had to take some time off with crazy, some nagging injuries. Like what I do mentioned we think earlier, about how he's played he hasn't so far? four shots. I mean, that's a guy that he he would take forty shots a game if you just told him, "Hey, you have free reign, go do your thing." But this year, he hasn't done that at all, and his efficiency has been through the roof. He's been like a a, a soldier, you know, like, "Hey, we're running this system. You got to fit into it." He's bought in a fully, and then the Nuggets' defense with him on the court goes up. It gets way better. And as I mentioned, I think the length is a big part of that. The last piece for him, and I think mm. it's the most important one, is going to be his athleticism because he hasn't come back with that this year the way he had it earlier on in his career. And by the way, if you ask him, he says his most athletic days were his senior year of high school. He, that's when he felt the best. I don't know if those days are ever coming back just with mm. the surgeries, but we have seen him even recently look more athletic. And these last two, three games, he's been dunking the ball. I've been talking about how he didn't have very many dunks on the year. The last couple of games, it's almost like he's made a point to get to the rim and finish above it. And to me, that's the big piece for him. He's been great. I think he's at 15 mm-hmm. points per game or somewhere around there. 
But if he starts getting to the rim, grabbing rebounds and getting those, those buckets at the rim, that's what's been missing from his game. And it takes Denver up a whole other level. I think he has star talent. It's just his career has been so cursed to this point. But the nice thing about Denver is they've built this number one seed with him being a role player. And I think there's opportunities in the back half of the season for him to expand a little bit. All right, man. You heard it here first from my man, Adam Mares of DNVR Sports. Well, you can find Tell all the people DNVR. they can find we do post-game all shows for every work. Nuggets Please, game. And if you're in Denver, you want to come hang out and watch the Nuggets with some Nuggets fans, come to the DNVR bar. That place is always popping for Nuggets games, man. It's no place on earth like it. But I got to get you before I get out the was, because I, I know you're high on the Nuggets. Just like, how high are you? Are you do you not like to do this? Like, are you, are you feeling confident that they have like a realistic shot? Where would you tier them? To be honest, I was extremely high when the season started. I think watching right. the def- like watching where the problems could arise on defense made me a little less yeah. confident. But like I'm at yeah. the point where if they don't play Golden yeah. State <laughs> at full strength, they're going to win the championship. <laughs> that's just how that's where I'm at right now with the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. So long as Golden State isn't fully that's healthy, and I still yeah. think that's a seven game series. Like I still think. I still think they're going to give them hell when and if they play them because Golden State don't got to answer for Jokic either, right? But yeah, if they don't play the Warriors, they're going to win a championship. I mean, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I, that's how confident I am in this bunch. Like the 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 sort of continuity stuff that they were working out and still kicking people's asses on offense early in right. the year to watch it just be just humming just perfectly now. Right. Like a German engineered car, I'm just like, yo, yeah. this is crazy. This, this unit is th- just filthy. It's just filth. They're not gonna be stopped by anybody. It's just a matter of the matchup and, like you said, a jitterbug guy like yeah. Steph Curry who can kill you from 35 feet in. Yeah. That's going to be a pain in the you know what to deal that, that's with. How and I so, feel yeah, as well. I'm and I'm with you. Same thing about Golden about State. Denver. I do think that's the toughest matchup. But same thing where I look at them and I go, yeah, but that's not a lock that Warriors would win either. That's a that's a 55-45, and I'm not even sure which way. No. That's just that, no. that that's a good battle. Right. 100 percent All right, that was our show. Make sure you locked in to everything else on the Ringers NBA feed, man. We got hey, we we got Austin Rivers. New pod about to drop. Of course, make sure you're messing with the real ones. Make sure you're messing with group chats with me, Varier and Mahoney, on Wednesdays. The answer with Siren and my, my man Kyle Man. Yeah, man. We'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Enjoy your weekends. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.